The Dr. Taz Show. The podcast, Dr. Taz. Superwoman Wellness. Here's Dr. Taz. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to this episode of Superwoman Wellness, where you know I'm determined to bring you back to your superpower itself. I am so excited about today's guest. I have known this name, I can't even remember, probably from my 20s, but I have with me today Udo Erasmus. The legendary Udo Erasmus is a pioneer of the health and wellness industry, having created flaxseed oil and the healthy oils and fats movement. He is the co-founder of the Udo's Choice supplement brand, which we all know, a global leader in cutting edge health products, selling tens of millions of bottles of healthy oils, probiotics, and digestive enzymes. He invented the methodology and the machinery that created the healthy fats and oils industry. He's also an accomplished author of multiple books, including Fats That Heal and Fats That Kill, and it sold over 250,000 copies worldwide. He's a well-known speaker. He's been with Tony Robbins, Deepak Chopra. I could probably go on forever. Welcome to the show, Udo. I'm thrilled to have you here. Hey, glad to be here. Glad to be doing what we're doing here. Yes, I think this, you know, it's so surreal for me. I get to meet so many incredible people doing this show. And, and literally, I can see the bottle of Udo's that has sat on our counter since my 20s and even now to this day. You know, I would love for you to share your story with our audience, many people of whom are dialed into their health and wellness, who understand this concept that you can't have power, you can't find your voice, you can't be vibrant without your health. What got you into this particular field? Well, there's, there's a long story and a short story. The, the, the long story, I will spare you for now. The short okay. story is I got married and we had three kids and my marriage broke up and I was really upset and I wanted to kill something. So I took a full-time job as a pesticide sprayer. Oh, wow. Okay, you really <laughs> wanted to kill something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so okay, I, was, gotcha. I was really sloppy and really careless. And I literally, I used to walk over the lawns that I had sprayed with weed killers barefoot. Ooh. The skin peeled off the bottom of my feet. And at that point, I started wearing rubber boots. But it was a summer job. So I, was, I had a tank, in, a, a tank with pesticides and a truck, and, uh, a, sorry, a tractor. And uh, I was in a bathing suit with rubber boots doing my job because it was a summer job. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a fair, fair skin. Yes. You know, the, the, the white guys always want to be browner. You know? Right. You know, right. if you're discontent that whatever skin color you got, you wanted the other one. The opposite one, absolutely. <laughs> yep, that's yeah. so true. And so I was really careless. And people said, "Don't, aren't you worried you're going to get poisoned? And I said, nah, I'm immune. I was 38 at the time. It's called testosterone poisoning. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. Many men have it until they have their first serious disaster. <laughs> yes. And uh, so three years out of doing that really carelessly, I got poisoned. Went to the doctor and said, what do you have for pesticide poisoning? She said, nothing. And that was the day it just became super, 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 super clear to me that mm. health is my responsibility. And I had background in biological sciences and biochemistry, so I, I understood molecules fairly well. And I, I knew in, from the studies that every year, 98% of the atoms that are in your body today will have been removed and replaced and so the idea is, if you raise your standard of food intake, if the body's made out of food, water, and air, you raise your standard mm -hmm. here, then within, within one year, you can have rebuilt 98% of your body to a higher standard. That's called healing. 
right? Wow. And so then I started looking as why, you know, what are the pieces? I didn't study nutrition. I was biology, biochemistry, genetics. But that's a really good background for, for uh, how, how things work. And so I started looking as well, health and nutrition, disease and nutrition. And I went into Medline. There were like 600,000 studies. Uh, took 25,000 pages just to print the titles. <laughs> just to print the title. Yeah, well, honestly, I'm, I'm surprised that there were even that many because even when I went through medical school, like our nutrition training was minimal. And I love it. I, and I, I want you to continue, but I don't want the audience to miss what you just said, that 98% of your cells can be regenerated. I mean, what a message of hope mm-hmm. when people today are dealing with cancer, autoimmune disease, neurological issues, you know, it just seems like there are no answers. So I, I think that's such an important idea for everybody to hold on to, but continue. I, don't, I didn't mean to interrupt yeah, no, you. No. So and, and the answer to every ailment is raise your standards. Raise your standard. Love it. I love that. Yeah, Raise because, your because your entire body is made out of food, water, air, and light. Right. For as long as there have been creatures on the planet, they've all been made out of food, water, air, and light. Not drugs and not radiation and not chemo and not, you know, food, water, air, and light. Yeah. So the question you have to ask yourself is how far out of line with the natural system do you live? Because for every step you get out of line, that'll, that'll cost you something in health somewhere down the road. Of course, your body is a terminal condition, so you have to also accept that. Right. right? So that right. one day your body is going to wear out one way or another. And, um, and, so, and so I started looking at that and how do we live closer in line with nature, where all our building blocks come from, all our essential nutrients. 18 minerals, 13 vitamins, two essential fatty acids, which we're going to be talking about, and mm-hmm. eight, eight to 11 essential amino acids. Those are the, the essential building blocks that life can't make in your body. So they have to be provided from outside. What do you need to do in order to get them all provided in optimum quantities so that your life can build you a body with optimum health? Because it knows how to do it. You're only responsible for making sure you get the building. It gets the building. It's like giving a car the right gasoline, right? Like you've got to give it the right fuel for it to do what it needs to do. Yeah. So you get into this idea of regeneration, rebuilding your health. Mm -hmm. How did that journey you into the world of healthy fats and the Mm -hmm. role of fats in this whole process of regeneration, which by the way, how forward thinking were you with keto being the craze right now? (laughs) Well, they're, they're still doing it wrong, but we'll, I'll get to that. <laughs> we'll talk about that. So yeah. anyhow, go ahead. But, but what I did is I started looking at everything about nutrition and health and nutrition and disease. And so I was looking at everything, the whole thing, because I was now in a, um, an OCD study of, of, uh, of health for myself because I had a problem, mm-hmm. right? And I didn't, need a, not a, I didn't need a fake answer. I needed real answers. So I went into the research and I got stuck on fats, not because I was only interested in fats. I was interested in health, all of it. And maybe we can get to that as well. Um, uh, But I got stuck on fats because it was the most confusing area. And so it captured my attention because I was trying to make sense of it. And oils or the essential fatty acids are the most sensitive of all of our nutrients. 
They're damaged by light, by oxygen, by heat. They need the most care, most protection, because they're the most sensitive. And we throw them in a frying pan where we, where we damage them by light, oxygen, and heat acting on them simultaneously in the frying pan. We don't do that with any other food. All other foods can handle that better than ours can. And the worst thing right. we've ever invented to do to our food is to fry oils. And the omega-6 wow. is already pretty sensitive. So that even in the processing, about 1% of the oil is damaged. 1%. And in a tablespoon of an oil that is 1% damaged, you get 60 quintillion damaged molecules, which is more than a million damaged molecules for every one of your body's 60 trillion cells. Omega-3s are five times more sensitive than that. And then if you go to fish oils, they're five times more mm -hmm. sensitive than that, which is why wow. you always get the burps and why, why uh, fish oils are so difficult to work with. And so, and so uh, I was trying to make sense of that. And the thing that really got to me, it said, omega-6 is an essential nutrient. What does that mean? You can't make it from anything else in your body. You have to have it to live and be healthy. Therefore, it has to come from outside. If you don't get enough, your health goes down. You literally deteriorate. You get deficiency symptoms. They get worse with time. And if you don't get enough long enough, you die. And the third thing is that if you're going down because you're not getting enough, but before you die, you bring enough back into the diet, then all the symptoms that come from not getting enough are reversed because life knows what to do the moment you supply them, the moment you make sure oh that they land up in your body. So they said, okay, omega-6 is essential. You have to have it. And then in the next sentence, they say, and it causes cancer and kills you. And it just drove me crazy. But how can that be? Mm. You have something that is essential for health that at the same time gives you cancer and kills you. That doesn't make any sense. And it was that contradiction that, that I couldn't get over that forced me to look deeper into the processing of oils. And that's mm -hmm. where I then recognized that oils are being made in a very sloppy way. We, oh, like everything. Like everything. Everything's uh, being Yeah, yeah. Oils too, yeah. And so, so we treat them yeah. with sodium hydroxide, which is a very corrosive base. Then we treat mm -hmm. them with window washing acid which is a uh, uh, phosphoric acid, which is a very corrosive acid. Then we bleach them. And all of this is done for shelf life, taking things out that make the oil have a short shelf life. Because by nature, because of their sensitivity, they have a short shelf life. They're like mm -hmm. perishables. You know, eat things that spoil, but eat them before they do. Right. <laughs> right? And right. so, and so, um, and then that turns them rancid. When, then, they're, then they're treated with bleaching clays to take out the color that absorbs light that damages the oil. And then they go rancid when you treat them with bleaching clays. So now they have to be heated to frying temperature. It's called deodorization. And sometimes it's called wiped film evaporation or molecular distillation. Heat them to frying temperature to get rid of the rancidity. You're basically boiling the oil to get rid of the rancidity. And now you have a colorless, odorless, tasteless oil. Then you flip it into plastic bottles and plastic leaches into oil quicker than water. So that's not a good idea either, but it's cheap. 
Mm-hmm. Then it goes on the shelf waiting for you to buy it. And in one tablespoon of that kind of oil is where you get the 60 quintillion damaged molecules. All because oh of the God. processing. All because they want a shelf life, because they want to be able to make oil in Vancouver and then sell it in Johannesburg. Right? right. And now you have a big market and then you can get economies of scale and you can build a mega industry. But from a health perspective, dumb, 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 dumb. <laughs> And making us making us all sick, right? Because we learned how, you know, what we learned through the integrative training, the omega six, omega three ratio is something to keep in check and, and to watch and getting more of the omega threes versus the omega six. You know, what what do you do with all this? What's the okay, answer so, to this right. well, so okay, so that's the first problem. Processing causes a lot of damage. And more health problems come from damaged oils than any other f- physical part of nutrition. And more health benefits would come if you took the care to keep these essential nutrients active and not damaged. Yeah. And that's where the big, big, brilliant thought came. We should be making oils with health in mind. I'm going to do that because I can't get healthy from my pesticide poisoning on oils (laughs) that are damaged and cause cancer or are associated with cancer and inflammation. And I already had pesticide poisoning and pesticides cause cancer. Said, I can't get healthy on those. We should make them with health in mind. I'm going to do that. The second problem is we're getting lots of omega-6s, although partially damaged. 99% of the population does not get enough omega-3s for optimum health. Omega-6 has been known to be essential since 1929. Mm. And omega-3, that was established in 1981. That was the year after I got poisoned. So my timing couldn't have been better. It wasn't my timing. You know, I was just being right. stupid. <laughs> but, but the timing couldn't have been better. So I was looking in the research when that was established. And I thought, oh, my God, omega-3s are a nightmare to work with because they're five times more sensitive to damage than omega-6s. Every cell needs them. 99% of the population doesn't get enough for optimum health. There must be all kinds of things in all kinds of tissues that will get better if we bring in the building blocks. And I got so excited. I said, oh, my God, if we could make oils with health in mind and we could bring back the omega-3s and get them in the right ratio with omega-6s so they can both do their work because they're both essential. We could help so many people. And that was the fire. I mean, I was so fired up. It's like, oh, my God, I finally found something worth doing. I found a purpose for my life. <laughs> and I, we were just on fire. We were broke and we were on fire. And so Aww. we built a little factory, built the machinery. I designed the machinery and then we had engineers build it for us. And literally all it requires is you take the oil from the time it's in the seed to the time and it's a brown glass bottle, nitrogen flushed with a box around it in the fridge to keep keep light oxygen heat uh, away from it, through that whole process of pressing, settling, filtering, filling. You want to make a system where no light, no oxygen, and no heat can get to the seed. And you want to start with organically grown seeds so you don't have to fry the oil or boil, boil the oil to try and get rid of half the pesticides. That's mm. one another reason why the industry does that. So, oh so we God. built that, and then we went on the road in 1988 in a van without air conditioning. Uh, I mm-hmm. slept on the floor between the, the steering wheel and the back 
we had our, wow. our clothes on a, on a broomstick inside the double doors, no air conditioning, hottest months of the year, uh, July, August, half of September, half of, half of June, went to 85 cities, 101 days, 17,000 miles by road, 35 states, and told the story of, of oils made with health in mind. And, uh, and then the first oil we made was flaxseed oil. So that yeah. became the second best-selling oil in the health food trade, which is where we were active within two years. And then I became omega-6 deficient on flaxseed oil because it has a lot of omega-3s, which is good, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mm-hmm. have enough omega-6s. So I became omega-6 deficient on them. Got dry eyes, skipped heartbeats, arthritis-like pain in finger joint, and thin papery skin. Classic omega-6 mm-hmm. deficiency symptoms. Fixed it mm-hmm. by eating sunflower and sesame seeds, which only have omega-6s and no omega-3 to get the balance back. And then decided, I, you know, I'm trying to help people get healthy. I can't do that with an oil that can actually hurt them. And so then developed a blend of oils where, <laughs> where everything is there, everything you need is there. And I kept getting that question all the time. Is there one thing I right. can do that, uh, that gets me all the good stuff and avoids all the bad stuff? Because there are fats that heal and there are fats that kill. So get all the good stuff and none of the bad stuff. And so then that was, that was made as an answer to that question. As well as getting the balance right, because I'm trying to help people get healthy. And I don't want to take, I, I heard other people who also became omega-6 deficient from flaxseed oil. So I said, wow. okay, we need something better and we can, we can make something better. So that's kind of like how, how that happened. Is the blend the 369? Is that with the blend? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And there's nine ingredients. You know, the, the flaxseed is for omega-3s, mm-hmm. sunflower sesame for omega-6s. They're in a two-to-one ratio, more omega-3, because omega-3s are the God molecule. Right. They're, the, they're the energy right. molecule. There's no, uh, we, we've worked with athletes where, where using it, uh, where in, a, in 30 days, their stamina, if they did their sport to exhaustion, went up by 40 to 60% wow. in, th- in 30 days just by changing the fuel. And uh, so anyway, so it, it's been a wild ride. It's, I've been to 40 countries and I lived in a suitcase, uh, uh, out of a suitcase, six to nine months for about 15 oh, wow. years traveling just to tell the story and just to say, man, we could help so many people. That's, that's the driver. I love when people's quality of life gets better. Well, we're both motivated by the same thing. I think that those are my favorite moments to see like the lights literally come on in someone. But I know what people are asking. They're probably asking, you know, how much of the blend should they take? And if they are breaking things down into individual constituents or components, what do they need to be thinking Mm -hmm. about? Like what are the best omega-3 sources of food, the best omega-6 sources of food? You mentioned them with sunflower and sesame, the best omega-9. And then how do you navigate your life? How do you navigate cooking and baking and what else should you cook with? I'm sure these are all the questions that are out there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the first one is, um, uh, what was the first one? I I did like six questions in one statement, but how much much of the uh, blend would you recommend the average person to? Yeah. So, so people, People sometimes think of it as a supplement. It's not a right. supplement. This is your food oil foundation. Yeah. What's the difference? The food oil foundation is usually two to four tablespoons a day, mixed in food, intake spread out over the course of the day. So we use it in food. That's the best way to use it. Supplement, you get one to three grams, 
two to four tablespoons is 28 to 56 mm. grams. So the foundation, the oils or fats are one of the three pillars of nutrition, the major nutrition, which is protein, carbs, right. and fats. So we're, what we're doing is we're giving you a, a food oil foundation made with health in mind, both in terms of processing not, or not damaging it by processing, and in terms of getting both essential fatty acids in the right ratio. And it's the only thing you need from fats is the omega-3 and omega-6. Everything else is optional. Excellent. So, and then so, <laughs> so, so it's a tablespoon per 50 pounds of body weight per okay. day, mixed in food and intake spread out over the course of the day. That's about 25% of your calories. Gotcha. Okay. Now, how do you, the second question was, how do you right. use it? Well, you can't fry yeah. it because if you fry the oil, the oil will fry mm -hmm. you. I, I like to tell people, oils are vindictive. They'll treat you like you treat them. You take care of them, they'll take uh -huh. care of you. You fry them, they'll fry your health. And, and uh, you know, I tell people they should take their, their frying pan out of the, wherever they store it, turn it upside down, hit themselves on the head with it really hard, and then throw it out because that frying pan, it's the worst thing we've ever invented to do to mm. food is to fry because you burn the food, whether you burn carbs or starches or proteins or fats, all three of them individually, independent of the other two, increases your risk of cancer when you mm. burn it and you fry it. Think about fast so food. Do you know, in fast food, they don't change the oil. I was shocked to learn that the same vat of oil sits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When they deep yeah, fry it, they don't change it. It's the yeah. same fat. No, yeah, well, no, it changes because the oil is sticks to the food and you eat it. So you're basically eating the garbage. Uh, oh. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. And and frying is the worst thing. More problems come from that because you're overheating right. oils. Anything else you do in nutrition. Sugar is next. But oils wow, are worse. we don't talk enough about that. So, yeah, so you don't use them for frying. You can put them in hot soup on steamed vegetables, and they literally go in any food. They enhance flavors and improve the absorption of oil-soluble nutrients. You want to get your tablespoon per 50 pounds of body weight per day, or whatever makes your skin soft and velvety. Mm -hmm. If your skin is dry, you need mm -hmm. more oil. That shows up in the desert or in winter more than in summer and in humid climates. <clears throat> That's how we measure optimum because you you basically dry out out of oil from the outside in. Your in, inner organs get priority on oils because if they dried out, you'd be history. Mm -hmm. You can live with dry skin. So skin gets them last and loses them first. When your skin is soft and velvety, then you know the rest of your body has what it needs. That's how we measure optimum. And it's easy because everybody can Feel their skin. So what about... Yeah, and, and, and then if you do that right, you don't need gunk on the outside. What about like sautéing and baking and mm -hmm. roasting and grilling? Like what do you say for all of that stuff? Okay, so if, if you're going to... First of all, if you bake, the outside gets burned, the inside gets steamed. So the inside, on the inside, the oil's okay. Mm -hmm. On the outside, the oil gets okay. burned. When, you, when you're roasting... Outside gets burned because it dries out and then overheats. The inside is wet, so it only gets steamed. So most of your fried food is actually steamed, except on the outside where it dried out and then burned. That's the burnt part is the thing that is toxic. Gotcha. For you. Okay. So my view is 
look at it this way. If what is nature's mandate for how to eat to be healthy? And wherever you look, and as, for lo as long as this planet's been spinning with creatures on it, nature's food was fresh, whole, raw, 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 <laughs> and organic. Mm, right. right? So more than saying, well, how do I do the same stupid things I've been doing that are getting, making me sick? Maybe you, you want to ask, what direction do I need to start going in to improve my health? Mm. I say, okay, you, where are you starting? Look at where you're starting. How far out of line with nature is that? And then begin to take little steps, you know, in the direction of fresh, whole, raw, organic, mostly plant-based. That's where the best of health lives, okay? So if you're frying seven days a week, well, maybe you could just have one no Friday, right? Now, I don't know why they call it Friday. But there we go. <laughs> it should all be called don't no Friday. Friday. There we go. <laughs> right? But, uh, but just do, you know, or if you're eating meat in three meals a day, well, eat vegetables one meal, you know, or one meal a week, and then go up head in that direction. And in the process of doing that, your whole digestive system will be rebuilt. If you eat more vegetables, you're going to have a better gut microbiome yep. that's going to be friendlier towards you. That changes very quickly. If you go from uh, meat to, or animal food-based diet to a plant food-based diet, within days, it's already changed. Within two weeks, it's completely changed your microbiome. You change back from plant to the animal, in, within two days, you notice, and within a week, within two weeks, it's completely changed into less friendly again. Important, really important stuff. Now, in nature, when food was raw, we got probiotics on the food because they came right. out of, they came, they live in this Oil fermenting. And, yeah, so. Yeah, no, on the fermenting layer of organic material on top. Mm -hmm. The soil bacteria, the rot bacteria are in the soil. So when a plant goes, pushes through the soil, it pushes through that layer, the soil bacteria are stripped back, it picks up the probiotics. Why is the cows, cows have really good, you know, sweet smelling breath when they eat on the, on the, in the you know, on the, on the farm when they eat mm -hmm. grass. I know because I was a kid, I used to smell it. It's like, wow, it smells really yeah. good. It smells a little bit like yeah. yogurt because they get probiotics on every blade of grass that they're wow. eating fresh on the meadow, right? What happens, we kill, we, we cook the food, we kill the probiotics. Not only that, raw foods have enzymes in them that do about 60% of the digestion of the food for us. While we, you know, after we chew it up and before it goes in the acid bath in the stomach, 60% of the digestion has already been done. So the body is only supposed to do the cleanup, not the whole job. And if you cook the foods, you destroy those enzymes. Now your digestive system has more than twice as much work to do. 60%, right? right? From 40%, now you're doing 100%. So it's two and a half times more work to do. It wasn't made for that. And so digestion, it becomes the second biggest problem because either you have gas or you have tummy ache or you're burping, burping, burping acid or or you know, you're constipated or you have diarrhea or there's always something going on in digestion. Right. So uh, probiotics and digestive enzymes, when you cook your foods, you need to replace those. If you head in the direction of better eating closer in line with nature, you might consider taking. 
probiotics and digestive enzymes to replace the digestive enzymes and probiotics that were destroyed when the food was processed. Or gotcha. In nature, because in nature you got them with every month. I mean, I think this is such important information to bring light to the importance of healthy oils. I do want to, I know we're getting close on time, but I do want to bring something up because it's such a trend right now. What is your opinion of keto with the emphasis on fats uh, and all of yeah. that stuff? Well, when, so where does, where does that play into the conversation? When, when we came out with oil in 1986, we started, we realized that the way people run marathons is wrong. And what they were doing is they were told carb load, carb load for two or three days and then run the, the, the race. Then you store extra carbs in your muscles and your liver, glycogen, animal starch made from carbs, right? And, uh, but the problem with that was you can only store about a pound of those in your body. And, and the, the race is 26 miles, but you've burnt all those carbs when you hit mile 20. So people would come back and they say, well, I hit the wall. That's what they called it, hit the wall, mile 20. And then they dragged their sorry butts over the finish line and didn't do well. And so we came along and we said, no, guys, you're doing it wrong. Here's how you do it. You have to carb deplete. Carb deplete before your race so that your fat burning mechanisms in your body are fully turned on. Then you run the whole race on fats. Because when carbs, when you have, when you eat carbs, they turn off the fat burning mechanism. So when you hit the wall, it's because you ran out of carbs and now you got to wait till your fat burning gets turned on because that takes time. Right? So <clears throat> not everybody did it because this was, and this is basically what, what we said is go on a keto diet, carb deplete, run the race on oils. Because if you're 8% body fat and normal weight, you have enough carbs, uh, sorry, enough fat in your body that if you burn half of it in your race, you can run 300 miles on it. And fat has always been our main energy yes. storage. Yeah. So this whole idea of carbs and carb loading is, is right. yes. Uh, so not everybody did it because it was so out of the box. We were so out right. of the box. But a few people tried it and they came back. They said, that was awesome, man. I ran the whole race. And when I finished the race, I felt like I had enough energy yeah. to run another marathon. Yeah. That's the keto diet. Now, what's wrong with the keto diet? Keto diet works for weight management. A, a large part of it is you get rid of extra carbs because, mm -hmm. uh, uh, sorry, extra water in your, in your body because carbs make you retain water. Mm -hmm. That's not that well known, but they do. So you, you, you eat more fats, you retain less water. So a lot of the weight loss is just water coming out of the tissues. Problem is the diet for, he for health, that diet is not sustainable. And the reason it's not sustainable is because they're not doing it right. Because everybody who's doing keto or anybody who's in the, in the business of keto likes to have fats that don't need care. So they, what are they going to be? Coconut, mm -hmm. butter, right? Meat. Maybe, maybe uh, uh, yeah, or, or the meat fats, mm -hmm. um, you know, which like pig is like, pigs sometimes go up to 60% of their body weight as fat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 30, usually 35 to 40, 35 to 60 actually. 
and and beef is 25 to 40 and um and but there's not much omega-3 virtually no omega-3 and only a little omega-6 it's mostly saturated and monounsaturated in the absence of omega-3 saturated fats make you more insulin sensitive or more insulin resistant and make your platelets more sticky so these are cardiovascular issues and and diabetes issues mm -hmm. if you get enough omega-3s they balance it out so what's blamed on saturated fats should actually be blamed on omega-3 deficiency wow yeah interesting huh because omega-3s make your platelets less sticky and make you more insulin sensitive and most people are omega-3 deficient so if you take that into account it's like hey the saturated fats are fuels there's nothing wrong with them as fuels but it isn't going to work for you for health if you don't give priority to making sure that omega-3 and omega-6 are optimally and properly balanced present in your diet and in your body. And we're not talking about that well, when we talk about keto. So that's interesting. Yeah. So if, you, so if you want to do keto, you need to do a keto diet that optimizes both essential fatty acids in the right ratio, undamaged. I love that. Then the keto diet will work. And then what do you eat in, on top of the, the, the fats? You eat greens and, you know, Plant the usual stuff that's low-carb low, low carb vegetables right. and have lots of antioxidants in it. So last question, and then I promise I'll let you go after this. What do you think of the fasting craze in the context of fats and everything else? Where does that fit into the equation? Well, the, the fasting craze is not crazy because we come out of, we developed in an, a place where there were feasts and famines. Mm -hmm. And so we, we developed good mechanisms for surviving famines. And the mechanism is that when you don't eat, then your body eats itself, but it doesn't eat your eyelashes or it doesn't eat your muscle cells. It eats the garbage. Whatever cells are half dead already, whatever junk is, is sitting in your tissues, whatever it can burn, it'll, and, and because of that, it's actually detoxifying and rejuvenating. And whether you do that on a 40-day fast or you do it on eat for eight hours and fast for 16 hours, you know, or 10 mm -hmm. hours and 14 hours, but eight to 16, eight, eight hours eating. So you eat at eight and you stop eating at four, basically, right? Right. And then you eat, you don't eat right. the rest of the time. That seems to be the most effective way of getting the autophagy self-eating benefits from fasting. Uh, is very, it's a, it's a, it, from a health perspective, absolutely a very good idea. Wonderful. Well, this has been incredible. I love, I could talk to you for probably another hour. So thank you for taking some time out of your busy day. If people want to connect with you and learn more about fats or your brand or any of these things, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, Udo's Choice, UDOSChoice.com is where the products are, and we talk about what the products are and what they do. And then we also, we're also doing quite a bit of educational work now, and for that you go to theudo.com, T-H-E-U-D-O.com, and we have all kinds of, uh, we, have a, we have some certification programs on fats and on digestion and on total health. 
And we, we work on a, a scheme of total health, which is there are eight pieces to it. Right. Five are human nature. Three are surroundings because everything affects health. And if you really want to be healthy, you have to give each one of these eight parts its due. And they're all different in their nature and their function. They need a different kind of attention. They go off in a different way. They respond to a different kind of intervention. So I wrote a book that's an overview of that. It's called The Book on Total Sexy Health, The Eight Key Parts Designed by Nature. You can pick that up on the UDO website. And uh, so there's a, so we're doing like a big picture health because everything affects health. Absolutely. Well, this has been incredible. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join me to talk about fats, especially in the context of all the trends that are happening right now. And with all of us more dialed into the conversation around health and wellness, it's so important as we have all seen. So thank you so much. I appreciate it for everybody else. Thank you for watching this episode of Superwoman Wellness. And remember, we are on Spotify as well. So you can rate and review it and share it with your friends. And if you do, I will send you a free bottle of Boost. That's your methylated B vitamin for your mood, energy, and hormone balance and more. And I will see you guys next time. If you have ideas of topics you'd like covered on the podcast, email me as well. It's hello at drtaz.com. Stay healthy, stay well, stay super powered. I'll see you soon.